Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. And as you can see, back in his normal spot is my good friend and co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley there in Dallas. How you doing tonight, Terry? Uh, doing good. I've got my nice winter sweater on, and I'm all ready to go. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was wondering if you were still celebrating the holidays, and it's fine if you are, by the way. There's nothing, abs, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, real quick, I'll get a couple of things out of the way. If you have not yet subscribed to our, our YouTube channel, we do ask that you do that. The channel does continue to grow, and it is a way for us to get this message of Jesus Christ out there. Uh, also want to uh, let you guys know that uh, we did have Mr. Chris May on. We had him on three shows, and I really appreciate Chris being on there. I've come to like him. You know, I, I told him this, and I mean it sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I do consider him to be a friend. At the same time, uh, we were really hoping that we could get him off the first century and uh, let him see that there's a lot more to the Bible than trying to figure out one little thing. You know, somebody told me one time, Terry, if you think you found an error, that's a good place to start. You know, and I, it might have that's even right. been you that told me that. But well, um, I, I've certainly heard it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's really what he needs to do. And um, both Terry and I are going to be praying for him. We really would love to see him Amen. come to Christ. Uh, I also. And Terry, uh, I'm going to, I warned you I was going to do this, and uh, you can handle it however you want to. We can make this really quick or really long. I don't care. But mm -hmm. um, one thing, Terry got a little irritated in the second half of the show. For those of you that, that just saw the first half of the show, everything looked like peaches and cream. But when we got into the second half of the show, we got down toward the end, it got a little heated at one point. And, you know, there was some anger. And uh, I want to make this really clear. Jesus Christ got angry. Jesus Christ went into the second temple. He saw what they were doing there, and he got angry. There is a difference between being mad at someone, being angry. You know, you get cut off uh, in traffic or, you know, your favorite football team, Texas Longhorns, lose or something like that. You know, you can get angry and you can say some things that you shouldn't say or, or whatever. Think some things that you shouldn't think. Um, and that can be sin. But there is also righteous anger, standing up for God's Word and defending God's Word when you know that it is being misinterpreted misstated, and that's exactly what Terry did um, in the last show. So I commend your efforts, Terry. I went back and listened to the show. I saw nothing wrong with it, and I did see the righteous anger. But if you would like to address that, I'm going to let you do it before we go on with tonight's Prepare for Flight. we got a major question tonight. Go ahead. Sure. Um, and thank you for the opportunity. And, and if Chris happens to... <laughs> be listening uh bless your heart chris uh, i want you to understand that my feelings were not personal between you and i but it's rather uh the fact that uh as a christian and if somebody tells you they're a christian and they believe uh that all religions are good and and all um, these different uh, books that are available outside of Jesus, outside of the Bible, that they're all good and they all, um, that person doesn't really know Jesus Amen. because Jesus said, uh, I am, speaking of himself, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And no man, no man comes to the Father but by me. Right. Uh, there's another verse, uh, Acts 4, 12, it says, there is no other name under heaven given 
whereby a man must be saved. The verses that I was sharing with you, and I wish we'd had an opportunity to write them down so you could go back and go over them, because you kept saying, well, what relevance does this verse have? And mm -hmm. What relevance does that verse have? The verses I was actually taking you to were answering your questions. Um, as an example, Jesus said, you must be born again. The Bible teaches if you're not born again, you're not going to understand. But anyone and everyone in the world is invited to be born again. They're invited mm -hmm. to call on Jesus. Anyone, including Chris or anyone else, uh, if you pray to Jesus and ask him to forgive you of your sins, he will come into your heart, forgive you, and that's it. There are people who will object uh, to my use of, of talking about coming into your heart. But the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So what better place, if you're going to invite Jesus to come into your life, what better place than to start in the absolute junkyard of your heart? But that, because when he comes in, he comes in to clean up. Right. And he's... He's very good at it, and um, so so anyway. So I don't hold I don't hold a candle to Jesus when he gets upset. <laughs> just, just in case anybody's wondering, um, and, and it's funny because I've always worked at uh, not doing that, not getting upset. Uh, congratulations, Chris! You got me got me going. Uh, well done. Um, but uh, anyway, so let's. We're going to be looking at bygones, be bygones, and remember, uh, as long as it's daylight and as long as you're in your day, you can call on Jesus, Chris. Yep. You can call him in the middle of the night, too. Yeah. Middle yeah. of the night, uh, and we're praying for you that you do that, uh, and your family. Right. Uh, Paul told one man, a prison uh, guard man who was running a prison, he said, uh, if you'll believe in Jesus, he said, you and your whole family will be saved. You and your whole family mm -hmm. will be going to heaven. You'll be meeting Jesus. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, so that's good enough there. Um, I think, uh, unless you've got a question. For no, me. I'm good. I'm good. And I think okay. I'm, I'm good. I, I think I think the audience is as well. And again, you know, I, like I said, I went back and looked at the show. I didn't see anything wrong with it at all. But I did want to give I did want to give you the opportunity to to address it because I I know uh, immediately after in our pre-show discussion you or post-show discussion, yeah. you know, you were visibly upset by it, and I, so I wanted to go back and check it because uh, honestly, and I told I told everybody this. During that last show, I've got so much going on that I didn't hear a lot of that show. So, yeah. but I have, I have now. I've been through the whole thing, and everything's good. Okay, now here's the deal. What I put up for the title tonight is is pretty simple. It's just ready to meet your maker. In other words, are you ready? If if something was to happen to you, are you ready to come face to face with God? And this is something that Terry touched on in that last show and he asked asked a blunt question which by the way was a question that was asked of me not too many years ago and that is if you died tonight would you go to heaven now you know there you can play with that and you can say oh well you know i don't believe in heaven okay well what if you're wrong okay i mean you've got to give it some serious thoughts you can't just dismiss it and say you know i don't believe in it and it's not going to happen and you know I'm, I'm you know i'm not even going to think about it well okay i guess you could take that avenue if you wanted to but i'm just going to be real blunt you would be a complete idiot to do that you would be, absolutely mm -hmm. be a complete idiot to do that you know i have always talked people okay how did the how did the universe happen i go well this gas did that well no there has to be a beginning to the gas there has to, I mean, mm -hmm. there's some, something. So where is it? What sparked it? So are you telling me if I drove everything out of a little plastic deal that has no way of, of getting any contamination to it, and I set it there, then how many billions of years is it going to take before that blows up and creates a universe? Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, it's all stupidity. Now, science can tell you something if they want to. Science was wrong when they said the earth was flat. Okay, mm -hmm. and there's a billion other times that science has been wrong, but the Bible hadn't been wrong a single time. 
Not once, not yeah. a single time. Mm -hmm. So I'll put the Bible up against any scientist, especially Anthony Fauci, any day of the week. <laughs> okay, now that's opinion, YouTube. Okay, I, I made an opinion that Dr. Fauci's an idiot. That's my personal opinion. Okay, and I think that the world will come along to that conclusion at a later date, maybe in my lifetime. I don't know, but I don't care either. I don't want to get stuck on that. I'm just saying it's an opinion. Now, I am going to tell you that what this show about is about tonight is prophetic. It is prophecy. It's prophecy coming true. Mm -hmm. In our Saturday show, we laid out a, a show and it, of everything that had happened in just the previous week to 10 days. And we said, you know, that's quick. That's fast. That's not the way that the world usually works. It usually takes years, decades, sometimes mm -hmm. centuries for, th for political mm -hmm. things to go, go to the top. Now it's a matter of days, mm -hmm. maybe even hours. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's mm -hmm. listen. The, again, I'm a member of the U.S. Press Association. I always have to say that. This is Eric Stuckelbeck from uh, the Watchman Newscast, and this is the kickoff to Prophecy for tonight's show. I'll wager that the vast majority of the viewers here on the Watchman know that the Iran-Russia relationship, the growing relationship between these two nations is big trouble for Israel and has long-range implications prophetically. And we'll talk about that today, but we've got some new examples, very troubling examples of the, that greater synergy between Vladimir Putin's regime and the Iranian regime. We want to dig into that. And yes, it involves fighter jets. Remember we talked about, we've talked about often actually here in the newscast, this quid pro quo between Russia and Iran. Folks, look, Iran is not supplying Russia with over 2,000 so far attack drones to be used against Ukraine, not to mention the very real possibility that Iran will also supply Russia with ballistic missiles. The mullahs in Tehran aren't doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. What are they going to get in return? Well, we've got an inkling on that return and what it's going to entail that we'll get into in a minute. We also want to talk about Iran's new war doctrine, its new military strategy. And surprise, surprise, the Iranians themselves say it is influenced by, drumroll please, Russia and the Russian also military. the Temple Mount. Since the new year, since the calendar turned, the Temple Mount, things going on atop the world's holiest site, the most coveted piece of real estate in the world. Things have really been ramping up there. We've got another uh, escalation, I guess. Yeah, maybe not escalation, but another uh, nonsensical move by the anti-Israel forces today atop the Temple Mount that we really need to tell you about. And I mentioned prophecy at the top. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking Bible prophecy uh, Jerusalem is at the center of the world, not only geographically. Hey, look on the map. Geographically, Israel is the center of the world. Jerusalem is the center of Israel. And the Temple Mount is at the center of Jerusalem. And we've kind of covered that a few times. That, you know, yes. it really doesn't matter what goes on here in the United States. It doesn't matter what goes on in France or Germany or, you know, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It matters as far as the world is concerned, but it makes absolutely no difference as far as prophecy goes. If it's if you're going to be looking at what is to unfold, the way that God wants us to look at the way things are going to unfold, you need to concentrate in one spot, and that is Israel and specifically Jerusalem. Uh, your comments on that, Terry? Absolutely. It says that, in fact, that uh, Israel is the apple of God's eye. Amen. Uh, God says at the very beginning, he says, you did not, speaking to Israel, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you. And he said, I did not choose you because you were the greatest. He said, in fact, you were the least. Right. He said, but I chose you, and this is something you, you'll have to work on this one for the next one until, until Jesus shouts. He said, I chose you because I love you. Amen. Now, why does he love Israel? 
why does a man get married, love, love his wife? I, yeah. You know, that's one of those, can't explain it. But God said to Israel, I chose you because I love you. Right. And so yeah. we've got to love Israel, we've got to respect Israel, and we've got to, even now in the time when many of them do not really know Jesus yet, um, we've got to continue to witness to them. In fact, Paul said, uh, witnessing in Romans chapter 1, he said, especially, he said, first of all, to the house of Israel. We have to witness for them. Right. right. Well, um, Israel's going to get there. Unfortunately, they've got to go through pure hell in order yeah. to get there. Um, and, you know, that's unfortunate, but that's exactly what uh, the Bible says. I mean, I, I, yeah. again, I'm not a prophet, uh, but those people that were prophets, they haven't been wrong <laughs> because they got the inspired Amen. Word of God. You know, uh, as I, uh, I, I jumped in real quick in the last show, you know, to, to say, you know, you mm -hmm. can't, there is no such thing as a private interpretation. You're supposed to stay away no. from that. Okay. And right. you can have opinion. That's fine. You can say, okay, well, you know, when I read this, it makes me think that maybe this. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you cannot say, okay, I read this and my interpretation is this. That's, mm -hmm. and, you know, and if you don't understand the difference of that, then mm -hmm. you need to learn it. That's all I can say mm -hmm. because there Amen. is no That's such right. thing as a private interpretation. Now, no. Um, did, did you have another comment, or, or do you want me to go ahead and move on here? No, no, no. I'm, I'm riding, riding right with you. Okay. Let's... All right. Well, now, um, you heard Eric talking about a few of the events that have happened just since the calendar changed, just since we went from yeah. 2022 to 2023, that mm -hmm. are not little tiny events. They're, they're pretty significant. But... Anyway, let's go back to Eric again, because he's got some more information. Again, Iran and Israel. So let, let's listen to this. Iran today uh, held major military drills in the Persian Gulf. Now, these drills involved, according to the Iranian Navy, uh, unmanned submarines, basically drone-style submarines, I guess, which are unmanned, e part also... Iran's aerial drones, of course, they see themselves as a drone superpower. Iran also reportedly fired cruise missiles. Uh, helicopters were involved in this drill, and also uh, they were practicing laying mines. So it was a major drill, according to Iran, and it comes just two weeks after a similar drill in that strategic waterway, the Strait of Hormuz, where some 25% of the world's energy supplies travel through every day. And that's been the fear for years, the concern that Iran would shut down the Strait of Hormuz. So the drill there two weeks ago was major as well, and in both drills. And Iran called that drill two weeks ago, by the way, the war before the war, which is interesting because Israel has called its operations against Iran in Syria the war between wars. So you see where this is heading, folks. It's eventually going to be a collision course between Israel and Iran and its proxies. And, hey, Israel holding military drills on a pretty regular basis. We've detailed that on the newscast. So is the Iranian regime. And they're sharing that drone technology with their proxies, that ring of fire that surrounds Israel. So needless to say, as we start to advance into 2023, the Middle East, the world's most chaotic, most strategic region, is an absolute tinderbox. It is an absolute tinderbox without any yes, it is. With, without any question. But uh, one thing there, um, Terry, I don't, uh, Eric mentioned just you know, and he just kind of stumbled across it um, about submarines. Did you hear mm -hmm. that? Okay, and yeah. he said, you know, he really didn't have any information on that. And yeah. well, we got another source that we go to a lot, and his mm -hmm. name is Amir Tersfarte. Again, as a mm -hmm. member of the U.S. Press Association, I am allowed to play it. He knows I do. And mm -hmm. he had a special on just this particular topic, and so it, it was kind of funny because. 
you know, Eric is really good and he digs into things really deep, but he obviously hadn't heard Amir yet. And so um, when I heard it, I laughed and I put it in right behind it. So take a listen to this. And uh, this uh, this is the, by the way, this is the Belgorod submarine. But take a look at uh, the thing that there is that they are now able to launch. And I'm talking about the nuclear armed automated torpedoes. But they are, these are not torpedoes. This is, as I said, um, what we call unmanned Marita uh, underwater vehicle, and it's called it's called Poseidon. And why why do I mention that? And and most of your countries will never tell you that. It's over 110 kilometers uh, per hour in speed. This is it can actually be 10,000 kilometers in distance that it can be launched from. If, um, it can be 3,000 foot deep, which means it can cross oceans and it can get to America and it can get to Europe. It is a stealth, which is it can evade radars. It is 24 meters, uh, which is uh, times three, you get it in feet. Uh, it's like 80 feet long. Um, it's the, in diameter, it's uh, one and a half meters and four meters uh, of the nuclear uh, warhead. And it is uh, probably the most, it can carry the most devastating bomb ever. It's 3,300 times the nuclear bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima during World War II, 3,300 times little kid. Um, and it's just amazing. Now, what is the reason Putin is now installing it on his submarine? Is he's threatening America and Europe right now. He's basically telling America and Europe uh, and NATO basically, because that's, that's, he, he said, look, you guys, NATO, I mean, Ukraine is like part of NATO for you right now. NATO is the one that operates the Ukrainian army, gives the Ukrainian army intelligence, lethal weapon, precision weapon. And Russia, Russia is basically saying, look, we, we can actually cause devastation on your shores that will bring you back to the Stone Age. Okay, so 3,000... 300 times the strength of the atomic weapon that we at the United States of America dropped on Hiroshima. Can you even can you even imagine that in your mind? No. The power. No, I was Okay. Yeah. Now, I was trying to I don't know if you noticed it or not, but the illustration, the graphic that he showed that Amir showed, it appears that those submarines carry more than one. Yes. It looked like they were stacked. Yes. I mean, yes. my goodness, how it, much how much of, do you need? It looked like you know? uh, uh I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the picture because I've got it on another screen and it, it okay. sort of, it sort okay. of looks like a um a, an old revolver, you know, where you've got four, yeah. uh, five or six mm -hmm. shots in a revolver. That's kind mm -hmm. of what it looks like. And uh but the bottom line here is that Russia has the power right now to cause a lot. Uh, here's the deal. Iran and Russia are, be are, are beginning to become extremely close, and we'll get into that more in the second half of the show. And as far as I'm concerned, this is all about prophecy, okay? Mm -hmm. Russia has got to be involved according to the Bible. Iran has got to be involved according to the Bible. Turkey, a NATO country, has got to be involved according to the Bible. So, and all of these countries are coming together. Um, for many years, Turkey, of course, has been a, an ally of ours. Can you call them an ally now? 
Really? I, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's kind of a stretch, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, big uh, big yeah it's, it's actually kind of scary how bad yeah. that it has gotten. And just to where you guys will know, it's going to get worse. So are you ready to meet God? If you died tonight, are you ready? Are you really ready? Can you honestly say that you're ready to meet your Maker? Now, for Christians, we may be apprehensive. You know, nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. But we're not scared. We know that once that whatever it is happens, that we're going to be in the loving arms of Jesus Christ. Now, if you don't have Jesus in your life, what do you got to look forward to? You need to examine yourself very carefully. And we're going to get more in-depth on this in the second half of the show, and I really hope that you guys will find us on YouTube if you don't get it. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes with the second half of the last Christian radio show. Well, for some of you listening to stations that do not carry the second half of the last Christian radio show, we have reached the end of this edition. We ask that you join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of the last Christian radio show. For everyone else, we'll be back right after the break with the second half of the internationally syndicated last Christian radio show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week I'm playing brand new songs from We the Kingdom, Cody Carnes, Katie Nicole, Travis Cottrell, and so much more. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. What is above the name of God? We learn from Psalm 138, verse 2. Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Do you want to rise to the heights of God's word? Psalm 4610 tells us, Be still and know that I am God. Join us from the eye of the storm at revelationradio.net Sunday evenings at 7.30 p.m. U.S. Central. Christian It's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, Toby Mac talks about the Jesus Freak album. Zoe Girl looks back at their biggest-selling project, and Andy Chrisman takes us inside a For Him classic. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. them on as they get beat 11 to nothing in the rain, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. When I was in foster care, I never knew when I would have to move, so I always had my suitcase ready to go. Then one day I was adopted. My new parents opened their hearts and home to me. My parents cook my favorite breakfast for me every morning. My parents take me on trips I never thought I would go on. They gave me a home and an even better reason to use that suitcase. My parents aren't perfect, but they're perfect for me. There's simply no better way to start your day than with the Holy Bible. 
Please join Pastor Jason Wilkerson, the pastor of Disciples Fellowship Church, in his daily program, Truth That Transforms, every morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, and again every Sunday at 9 a.m. as well as 12 p.m. right here on Revelation Radio, Truth That Transforms. KRRBDB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas. Here's the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Authorities in California were said to assess damage on after a week of storms that killed at least 19 people, swept away scores of homes, and forced thousands to evacuate. Forecasters warned mud and rock slides are possible in canyons and steep hills as the ground is saturated after three weeks of rain and snow. Belarus announced it is launching two weeks of joint air force drills with Russia as Moscow seeks to strengthen its alliances. A wildly successful Brazilian government-run payment system, PIX, has become a key financial pillar underpinning Bolsonaro's election denial movement. Tesla has come under fire from German union IG Metall and politicians over allegations by workers of unreasonable working hours in fears over speaking out at its Brandenburg plant. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Welcome back to the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the show. And um, one thing, real quick, I'm going to say it again. This is so important. It is so important. If you died tonight, would you go to heaven? I'm, I'm going to say that, and I'm, I'm going to ask that, you know, that if you are receiving the show tonight that you share that message with everybody you know and you can do it you can do it in a really easy way and that is simply subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, if you go to YouTube just go to at Revelation Radio KRRB that's at Revelation Radio KRRB that's all together in like one word uh, you can, if you just subscribe to the channel, you like the video, you comment on it, and then share it with your friend. You don't have to tell them that that question's coming. Share the show with them. Let them hear it. Because I'm asking that question very sincerely to everybody out there. If you died tonight, would you go to heaven? It's something, that I know you don't want to think about it. If you haven't accepted Christ, I know you don't want to. But you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So you better think about it. Because you are given an opportunity, you're given the chance to make a choice to accept Jesus Christ or to reject Him. If you accept Him, then when you die, you're going to heaven. If you do not accept Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That is a distinct choice. It's black and white. There is no gray area. Terry, do you agree with what I said? Absolutely. Uh-huh. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. Hell mm-hmm. is real. Jesus talked uh, about uh, hell constantly right. uh, through the Gospels. Um, just There's a sack full of verses available throughout the Gospels for you to find. He said, don't be afraid of that person that can destroy your body. Right, right. He said, be afraid of that person who can destroy both your body and your soul in hell. And I'll ask people, well, who do you think can do that? They'll say, oh, that's Satan. No, it's not. Satan, Isaiah chapter 14, Satan is going to get thrown into hell, and people, leaders of the world, are going to be going after him and saying, you're the one that led us here. They're not impressed with him anymore. Right, right. That's how it is. Jesus is the one that holds the keys Revelation chapter 1, he holds the keys to death and hell. Right. And, again, eternity is a very long time because it never ends. You know, people say, okay, I've had a bad day. All right, well, let's hope that your day tomorrow is better. But when you go to hell, your day tomorrow is not better. You know, your, your, your next second is as bad as your last 50 million years were. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, once you're there, you're there. There isn't getting out. There is not a. There's not an escape card. The Bible makes it clear. It's you're done. Okay. So again, I'm going to keep asking the question: If you died tonight, mm -hmm. would you go to heaven? Are you ready to meet your Maker? Mm -hmm. It is really that important, mm -hmm. and it's a question that you must answer. There is a voice, and I told Chris this in the last show. There's that little voice. You may not want to recognize it or not. You may want to deny it. But it's there. There's a little voice, and it's knocking all the time, and it's saying, please accept Jesus Christ as Savior. And you're, you're given your life to do it, and if you blow that, well, I'm sorry. I really am. I feel for you, but there's nothing I can do because I can't force you to accept Jesus Christ. Only you can do that on your own. Any mm -hmm. last comments on that, Terry, before I move on? Yeah, just and uh, you can have it whichever way, but uh, I want people to know there is a bit special hope that's out there available for people that accept Jesus as their Savior. He's coming back to get us. It's right. called the rapture. Amen. Uh, and uh, you, need to, you need to remember, you don't have to go through the tribulation, uh, and you can, you can meet Jesus and you can go with him. He's going to be coming back to call us out the dead first, and then we who are alive and remain to be ever with him in the Lord. Amen. And I'm going to put your book cover up there for just a second, too. This is Terry's yeah. book. It's called Blast Off for PMR. It is in its fifth edition. Terry's working on the sixth one. And I kid with him all the time. And say, you know, as much as the fastest things are going, I really don't think you're going to get it out, Terry. But, you know, keep working on it. You know, you need to, you need to keep working on it. But uh, anybody... Anybody that is interested in really breaking all this down, Terry's got, and he, he gets on me. I say I say 50 years sometimes, and I say 40 years. He told me the other day, you, you get it wrong. It's 48 years. I've been working on this for 48 <laughs> years. Okay, so he's been working on this book for 48 years. This isn't about what happens before the rapture. It's not about what happens after. It's about what happens right at the moment of. Nobody else has ever yeah. attacked this subject. No one in the history of this world has ever attacked that subject in print. Okay, and if, you, if, if there's somebody out there that has, write me, because I've been saying that for two years now and nobody's ever challenged me on it so I'm, I'm getting more and more confident making the statement Terry I'm getting a lot more confident in Amen. making that statement okay we're going to move on now again if you died tonight would you go to heaven I'm going to show you another clip again this is from Eric Seckelbeck uh, of, of the Watchman newscast and I encourage you guys to, to subscribe to his channel I don't mind you going and, and subscribing to Eric he's a great source Okay, but yes. I want you to listen to this. this is about Israel and Iran and Russia and strategy. Just take a listen to this one. The deconfliction strategy between Russia and Israel. What does that mean? It means that Israel essentially, most of the time, probably gives Russia a heads up, hey, we're coming in, we're going to carry out some strikes, get out of the way. And Russia kind of looks the other way and stands aside. That's de-confliction, meaning, look, we avoid conflict between Russia and Israel in Syria. So Bibi was the architect of that along with Putin. Bibi was also the architect of these Syria airstrikes and the war between the wars. So do the math, folks. Bibi's back in office. And he gave a very important speech earlier this week saying, look, we're going to do what we need to do in Syria and with Iran. Again, do the math. I believe that in 2023, we could see a considerable uptick in Israeli activity against Iran and Hezbollah in Syria. Russia issue, the issue of the Russia-Iran Iran alliance is staring Bibi in the face. He's only three weeks in office here. I would, I would argue being Israeli prime minister may very well be the toughest job in the world. One last thing. I don't know how these conversations go between Bibi and Putin. But to me, I, I would just kind of play to Putin's common sense and say, in Chechnya, Vladimir, for decades, you fought against Islamic jihadists. You fought them. Uh, you, you, you've, you've fought against ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Now, Vladimir, you are aligning yourself with Islamic jihadists. Yes, 
I know that Iran and Hezbollah are Shia, and ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Chechens are Sunni. I get it. But the common denominator, for all their differences, the common denominator is they are jihadists who want to destroy the West and Russia. Any non-Islamic country, they want to supplant and turn it into uh, an Islamic state. Different ways of going about it, different theological ins and outs, obviously, on the Sunni and Shia sides. But what I'm saying, folks, is this. It's two sides, two different sides of the same jihadist coin. On one side is ISIS, al-Qaeda. On the other side, Iran, Hezbollah. Okay. And, you know, one thing, uh, and Terry, I think I mentioned this earlier, mm -hmm. uh, but there's, for instance, Chris brought up in one of the conversations we had, you know, aren't all religions basically the same? No, not even close. And, you know, uh, here I'm going to issue a challenge to anyone out there um, in the Islamic faith. And this show is broadcast. I'm thrilled to death that this show is broadcast in a lot of Islamic countries that are listening to the Christian message. Mm -hmm. And I give thanks mm -hmm. to God for being able to do that. But have you ever heard of a Baptist, a Catholic, a Pro uh, any type of Protestant uh, religion, Christian religion? And I even include Catholics. And, I, you know, we've got... Um, Mm -hmm. we, we have some different <laughs> we, we've got some differences theologically with with the Catholic Church but none of them not one of them requires people to become Christian or they will die in Islam mm -hmm. at least half if not more of those that are in the Islamic faith are instructed that if someone does not convert to Islam that they are to be killed beheaded, stoned, mm -hmm. hung, whatever, dead. Mm -hmm. They want them dead. You, you, you either mm -hmm. believe what we believe, whether you do or not, you must say that you believe in what we believe in, or you're going to die. That is a huge mm -hmm. difference. That is a huge difference mm -hmm. between the Islamic faith and the Christian faith, and it is also a factual statement. So anyone can mm -hmm. look it up. Look it up for yourself. Yep. What mm -hmm. I just told you is a fact. If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? Okay, Terry, go ahead. Yeah, and you know, it sounds so uh, preposterous, and yet it's true. Um, right. People need to understand uh, exactly what uh, Islam teaches, mm -hmm. what the Quran teaches, and, uh, and especially, uh, and even more widely, uh, to, to take other all the other religions. I talked with a guy from India, and I said, well, there are thousands of uh, religions in India. And he said, oh, no. And I said, they're not? He said, oh, no. He said, there are millions. Right. Well, when you right. when you look at the fact that India has, uh, I don't know, several billion people or something, it's mm -hmm. gigantic. The fact that they had millions of religions suddenly is, is plausible. Right. Okay. And certainly he lived there. He should know. But there are religions all over the world. There are people who get up in the morning and drink alcohol religiously. They're religious. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so there are all kinds of, but there's only one uh, faith that works. You People try to practice Christianity as a religion, but it just falls short. What you've got to do is to know Jesus, just like you know me, I'm here on the screen, Joel's on the screen. You've got to call on Jesus himself, ask him to forgive you of your sins and save you, and he will do it. Jesus said there was a man in the, in the temple praying, and he said he couldn't even lift up his eyes because he was feeling so bad about his sin. And he said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. That was it. That's and it. Jesus said that that man went to his house justified before God. Lord, yeah. have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. Uh, there are religions out there that teach that you've got to give, 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 you know, give a lot of money. Um, some religions, I'm not going to name it by name, even though it's located in the state of Utah, that yeah. they require a certain percentage be given 
to the, they tell you how much money that they expect you to give them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, they, they're they free to have their faith or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you better, you, you better choose wisely. If you died tonight, would you go to heaven? I, you know, I want to drive that home. I, I want to drive it and drive it and drive it. I know you guys are probably already tired of me saying it, but look, this is the most important question that you will ever ask yourself. Amen. It is a question Amen. that was asked of me, and I could not answer it. And by not being able to answer it, I knew the answer, and I accepted Jesus Christ that moment, right then. I didn't think about it anymore. I got on my knees, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and my life changed right then. And your life can change just that quick. And it's not going to change as fast as the rapture is going to happen, but it's going to change just that quick. Okay? I mean, Terry could go on and on about that. Now, um, Terry, I want to give you something that we normally don't have a lot of time for. And that is number one. I do want you to kind of go back and and go back into your book again. I want I want to put the cover back up as you start that. But also, mm-hmm. um, I know uh, that uh, that you record uh, from the eye of the storm every Friday, and then it is presented to the public on Sunday. And mm-hmm. I want to give you an opportunity also to talk a little bit about the eye of the storm as well. And then I've got another clip that's extremely important. I want you guys to hang on for because this is all about Jordan, who has control over the Temple Mount. And this is very, very important information. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Terry, first of all, I'll give you a chance. Uh, go ahead with uh you can begin with Blast Off for PMR and then you switch up and go to Eye of the Storm whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, yeah, folks, this is an opportunity for you to uh, get into a study of uh, the rapture, the very inside the very moment that it's going to take place. Uh, that's what Joel was referring to when he said no one else has um, has ever done this before. I started with a book called When Now Becomes Too Late, and then I went to blast off Rapiamor. Rapiamor is the Latin word uh, from Jerome's Latin Vulgate, the fourth century, uh, which is where we get the English word rapture. So people, very often people who do not know about the Latin version uh, will say, well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. That's where it is, First Thessalonians 4.17. When it says caught up in the English, in the Greek it says harpazo, in the Latin it says rapiamor. And I did that just for the sake of scholastic uh, discussion to say that, you know, the word rapture is a legitimate word. But folks, there are over 1,350 verses uh, from, I quote from over 25 plus different Bibles. Um, and there's a scripture index in the back, over 1,500 plus uh, scripture indexes, uh, scriptures indexed so that you can go back and forth, look at which version it is. Uh, you can look up and see all the other versions it's put in, the different verses. So you can compare and go as deep as you want. I read edition five, even today, just daily, I will pick it up and go through it because it helps us because the purpose of the teaching of the rapture is to give you comfort and to give you strength. Uh, it takes away all the noise and all the confusion, and it's just, this is what's coming next. This is God's next major uh, worldwide move, and it's going to make the Red Sea parting look like a puddle. Uh, and he's going to He's going to be taking it, and he's going to be the dead in Christ are rising first, then we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up. From the eye of the storm Sunday evening, you know, uh, when Joel and I talked about me doing a show, I decided uh, I wanted to do a show, one show on the radio, on the uh, Internet, uh, on YouTube and across the world. I wanted to do one that was just calm and quiet and peaceful because the truth is when there's a hurricane if you go to the uh, center you can google this and and go to the eyes and you'll see 
films and videos of planes that have flown into hurricanes and they go to the very eye. Some of those eyes are 100 miles wide and inside there it is peace and quiet. And that is a very good example of being at the throne of grace, being in heaven with God. And so I thought, well, I'd like to have 30 minutes where it's just quiet and peaceful. Right now we're in the book of Proverbs, but while it's peace and quiet, you're learning what God wants you to do, teaching you how to do it, and he's teaching you all the things that are important, and he's teaching you things that we don't want to do, that remind us, oh, oh I've been doing that, I need to back away from that. And uh, But anyway, it's a nice, quiet, peaceful, lovely Sunday evening. So you, if you get a chance from the eye of the storm, because that's where we go each Sunday evening. And that's at 7.30 p.m. Central Time uh, on Re yes. Revelation Radio. And uh, as Terry said, uh, it's also all across the Ustream at Broadcasting Network, which now has a potential reach of over a billion listeners worldwide. And, uh, you know, I, it, it blows me away to say that. Uh, but yeah. it's it's yeah. still true. Uh, you can get this thing, uh, you know, on YouTube, which again is one of our lesser known uh, locations, and that's the reason we keep saying, please subscribe, help us build this thing yeah. up, and and grow it like yeah. the others. All the podcasting networks, uh, as I said, uh, you know, social media networks, all of it. It's all a part of the UStream it broadcasting uh, service. And uh, we're, we're lucky to have it here on Revelation Radio and, of course, uh, many other stations. Uh, I, I mentioned before, I'll do it again, just because I really appreciate the guy sitting in South Korea, taking this thing and shooting it shortwave into North Korea, where Mr. Kim can't do a thing about it. He cannot do a thing about it. And people huddle and they listen to the show. And I just think that's, I, I, I think that's just awesome. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into, uh, again, this is about Jordan and Israel, the tensions about uh, on the uh, Temple Mount. So let's take a look at this. Again, as a member of the U.S. Press Association, I can play Eric Suckleback of the Watchman newscast. So here we go. Uh, Jordan's ambassador to Israel, Ghassan Majali, visited the Temple Mount. And again, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, of course, is the place where the first and second Jewish temples once stood, uh, Solomon's Temple, then the second temple, Jesus taught in that second temple. It's where he chased out the money changers. So, of course, great significance for Jews and Christians. To the Jewish people, the Temple Mount is the holiest site in the world. It is the place inside that first temple where the Ark of the Covenant was, where God's divine presence literally dwelt according to the Bible. Today, though, the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock, two Muslim holy sites, uh, sit atop the Temple Mount. So needless to say, as we've been outlining here for you on the newscast over the past few months, a lot of controversy over this site. And hey, the Jewish people more and more are saying, wait a minute, the status quo, so-called, atop the Temple Mount, is that Jews cannot pray openly there. Only Muslims can pray openly atop the Temple Mount. And if a Jew does pray there, they're either arrested or escorted right off the Mount. And it sparks an international incident because the likes of the Palestinian Authority uh, and Hamas are up in arms and making threats and saying the Jewish people are trying to defile the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Unfortunately, We've had that kind of rhetoric out of the Jordanian government as well. And today, uh, Ghassan Majali, as I mentioned, that Jordanian ambassador, ascended the Temple Mount. Now, he reportedly tried to enter the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound, and Israeli police did not let him. There's some conflicting reports coming out. Uh, basically, Israeli police uh, apparently maybe didn't recognize who he was. He has to clear it first. There's a protocol, I guess, that he has to clear things first before he enters the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Whatever the case, he kind of left, and he was not happy. And Jordan uh, summoned Israel's ambassador in Amman. They weren't happy about this. They complained about it. The bottom line, folks, is shortly thereafter, Ambassador Ghassan Majali did return to the Temple Mount and was permitted to enter the Al-Aqsa Mosque. So at the end of the day, a dust-up for sure, a diplomatic dust-up, but 
things seem to have calmed down, but there's a larger picture here, and I just alluded to it a minute ago, where the Temple Mount, increasingly, folks, and remember this and prepare for this prophetically as well, the Temple Mount more and more will be the center of the world's attention, Jerusalem in general, but the Temple Mount in particular will draw the world's attention. That's why we see more resolutions about it at the UN, denying, sadly, and insanely denying any Israeli Jewish claim to the Temple Mount, but you're going to see more of that. The prophet Zechariah talks about this days to come when Jerusalem will become a burdensome stone and any nation that comes against it will be cut to pieces. So we're keeping a very close eye on that. And hey, Jordan and Israel have had a peace treaty since 1994, but it's an increasingly cold peace. And folks, to me, that's alarming because Jordan is a strategic, critical country, Israel's eastern neighbor, and kind of a buffer between Israel and a lot of the madness in the region. So we'd like to see that relationship strengthened. But Jordan seems, uh, and in particular over the Temple Mount issue, seems to be having more and more tension with Israel. We're keeping a very close eye on that. Again, Jordan, a critical country, it's a Bible land with a lot of rich biblical history that we've showed you here in the newscast. We've uh, filmed in Jordan, had a great time there. They have very strong intelligence services where they've worked with the West. They're a Western ally. So we'd like to see Jordan stay in that column as the West and Sunni Arab nations and Israel form a united front against the Iranian regime. Okay, so Jordan... Uh for whatever reason, is the controlling country of the Temple Mount, even though the Temple Mount is in the country of Israel and mm -hmm. is in Jerusalem, which is the capital of the country of Israel. So, you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me at all, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not the one that drew up the agreement in uh, mm -hmm. 1948, I was born 10 years later, so mm -hmm. uh, you can't blame me for what these people have done. But what is your opinion, Terry, of all of a sudden, I mean, you know, it's the Jews have always wanted to build their temple. I mean, that's, that's no secret. But now it seems like in the last year or so, maybe I missed it. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. But it seems like in the last year, two years, they're getting really serious about it now, you know, and they're starting to question some of these policies that have been in place. And now they want to go up to the Temple Mount and they want to pray. They just want the freedom to pray in their own country on the Temple Mount that held the first two temples. So am I wrong mm -hmm. about that or, or what? Uh, no, not at all. In fact, they have amassed all of the necessary utensils. Uh, right. There are all kinds of levers and, and candlesticks and and uh, robes that they have, special robes they have to wear, and, and all kinds of instruments. And, the tables? And cups and the tables. Altar? Uh, yeah. I think, I think the, the bath, the sea uh, that they talk about, uh, all of these things, they've assembled all of this, and they've even, as you've had shows on, uh, these last months about the red heifer right. because they need a red heifer to uh, consecrate and right. I'm using that word but uh, to the uh, the temple so right. they've got all they're good they've got everything together and uh, all they need now is the opportunity to begin building the temple itself because they have everything else ready everything and, else uh, so this is and that's why as you've noticed like you say the temple is picking up. Yeah, it's, because yeah. it's you know you've got everything else now it's time so right so if you died tonight if you died tonight would you go to heaven that's the whole purpose of this show and it's something that we really want you to think about all you've got to do is ask God for forgiveness of your sins put your faith in Jesus Christ and you will be saved and if we Amen. are able to have a show Saturday we'll be back at 7:30 on Saturday evening Central Amen. Time for another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. Good night, and Thanks God bless you. Thanks for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. 
And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.